Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to C4C Apologetics. I'm so glad that you've waited around this long, checking out this next video in the New Age series. I pray this series has been a blessing to you, uh, maybe enlightening, <laughs> not in the New Age sense, but at least revealing certain things. And so this video today, if you've been following these videos uh, one after the other in, in sequential order, if you will, chronological order, you realize that this video is going to be a review of the documentary The Secret, right? Well, let me explain. I'm an ignoramus. I'm a complete dunce. Let me explain. I set out to watch the documentary The Secret by Rhonda Burns. Like I mentioned in the very last video when we looked at uh, New Age influencers outside the church. And so I watched this. It's about a two-hour documentary. I made 10, 11 pages of notes, quotes, things like that. And I realized something. I watched the wrong documentary. I watched the wrong documentary. Now, thankfully, the documentary that I did watch does tie into The Secret. And so we're not doing a video review of The Secret. We're doing a video review of The Meta Secret, as it shows in the descriptions below. So basically, The Secret talks about what's known as the law of attraction within this, again, I will argue, New Age philosophy. And while the meta-secret sort of extrapolates, sort of unpacks this law of attraction, if you will. So today, we're going to consider the New Age teaching found within the meta-secret documentary, not the secret, mainly thanks to my ignorance. But who knows, maybe the Lord chose my ignorance to go ahead and allow us to do this video instead of the original Rhonda Burns documentary. But here, what I want to do is I want to show through the meta secret certain terminology, what's meant by certain words. I want to show how clever these speakers are by sprinkling seemingly sound financial, personal, and career advice. But what's really going to be understood is that an individual's life, health, and prosperity it's not dependent upon outside influences and actions or reactions and cause and effects, but rather an individual's success is due to the cooperation with that person and the universe. This ideology allows one to see that their successes is only dependent upon their understanding within the universe. They're harmonizing themselves with the universe and that they're the cause of their failures, cause of their poverty or they're the cause of their own successes. Realize <clears throat> that some things I say is going to be taken to the extreme. Some things I mention as far as these hypothetical situations are going to be hyperbolic at times. But this is really to show how far this ideology actually goes. Like I said, when, it, when it's not taken to the extreme in my hyperbolic fashion, the worldview actually posits that all successes are only due to the fact of our interaction with the universe, while all failures are due to our lack of harmonizing with the universe. Essentially, it removes the free will of man and argues a cause-and-effect relationship between mankind and the universe, not between mankind's choices and subsequent consequences. The link to the video that I actually reviewed, The Meta Secret, is in the description box below. I've also included timestamps for the comments that I reference on these video slides. So feel free to go behind me to fact check. And then like some of you do and in just great fashion, tell me how I'm wrong. I've found my videos being used on other people's YouTube channels, making fun of me and explaining how stupid I am or whatever the case is. 
If that's what you'd like to do, have at it. Just know that it's my prayer and desire that you see that this worldview isn't just damaging to one's relationship with the one true God, whereby it turns a relationship into Christ into a relationship with the universe, but also realize that this view is damaging to one's emotional and psychological well-being in being the cause for one's spiral and depression as well as suicidal thoughts. Enough about the preface. Let's jump right in. First, we need to understand some things. The Meta Secret documentary is based upon one man's 19-minute near-death experience. Mel Gill claims that during this time he was given these secrets, if you will, to unveil to the world. Secrets that he called was the, quote, key to Solomon's wisdom, end quote. What are these secrets, if you will? These secrets are claimed to be what's known as hermetic laws. Have any idea what that is? I didn't either. So let's read from the hermetic world. The hermetic world explains that our universe is based on laws of nature. We live and we die. Just as gravity is active on Earth, there are also universal laws of consciousness that are active. If we take time to understand these laws, we can use them. We can utilize the forces of gravity to fly, and we can utilize the knowledge of the laws of the consciousness to live more fulfilled lives. The seven hermetic laws trace back to Hermes Trismegistus. He is considered to be the spiritual author of the Emerald Tablets, as well as the cor Corpus Hermeticum. He is a combination of the Egyptian god Toth and the Greek god Hermes. Both were gods of wisdom in their respective cultures. Each of these principles exists in nature and is directly applicable to our mental, emotional, and spiritual states. Enough of my narration voice. You can see why I don't have a gig or a business in voiceovers. Enough of that. Let's continue. These seven hermetic laws are the laws of cause and effect or causality, mentalism, correspondence, vibration, rhythm, polarity or duality, and gender. Most of these we're going to be speaking about in this video. Let me break down each of these below, that way we understand what these terms are. You see, they explain that the law of cause and effect is said to be the relationship that exists between action and consequences, good or bad. But the meta-secret understands that the person is more the cause than they are the effect. So you can control the effect by what you do. The law of mentalism teaches that the universe is a living mind and is connected to all living minds, i.e. people. The law of correspondence states that there is a link between the physical, mental, and spiritual planes of lives, and that the effect of one plane is due to the cause of the others. So attempts are made to harmonize all three planes to achieve a better life. The law of vibration is taught that everything causes energy and tapping into it and syncing with the vibrational forces, we can manipulate and change outcomes and attract things into our life. The law of rhythm is taught that everything in the universe is similar to a pendulum, that there are seasons and cycles and a rhythm to life and that nothing is permanent. The law of polarity and duality is said to explain that everything in life has opposites. There is love and hate, hot and cold, good and evil, and that there is not any one thing that is entirely hot, entirely evil, or entirely hate, but simply everything is in a relationship with something else. 
Finally, the law of gender is not having to do anything with biological gender, but teaches that everything has a masculine and a feminine energy. An assertive and exploratory energy, masculine, and a reflective and protective energy, feminine, and that we need to balance our energies by tapping into both. Understanding some basic concepts of this New Age teaching within the Meta Secret, though many would claim, again, it's not New Age teaching at all, we're going to see that some of the information is cleverly taught in seemingly good advice and principles, but in the end, we're going to realize that there is much damage that is done at the hands of this Meta Secret, the Hermetic Principles worldview, and the secret Law of Attraction. Let's look at some cleverly sprinkled principles that may hook people. Although we're going to understand them more fuller later, it's going to reveal the damage it does to the person that holds the view. But they do seem legitimate principles. Some of these teachings are grateful people earn more money and are better at innovation. You see, it's mentioned that your wealth is dependent upon how grateful you are. And that those that are more grateful are more innovative. So the best thing to do to become more wealthy is to find the good in society. Be grateful. This sounds like a fair principle. Studies have shown that optimists tend to be more successful than pessimists, in which optimism presents itself in gratefulness. So in a sense, the more grateful one is, the more likely they are to be optimistic, and therefore more likely to be successful and innovative. It sounds legit. What about, we visualize that we put up posters around our office that simulate a bestseller list with our name number one and we visualize bookstore windows full of chicken soup for the soul. You see, visualizing success and posting signage that shows successes, it could be a good motivational tool. It shows a goal. It shows an outcome, a desire. I could see how constantly seeing yourself as successful in a project or endeavor would be motivation for performance and determination. The key to abundance is to act in spite of fear, in spite of doubt, in spite of worry, in spite of inconvenience. Again, this principle sounds well. It's as if that if an individual is frozen in fear or paralyzed in worry and doubt, they'll never act. And if you never act, you're never going to be successful. Abundance or moving forward in a project and endeavor has to be done regardless of if you have doubts, regardless if it's inconvenient. Because if we let the doubts, the fears, the worries, and inconvenience stop us from a project or a goal or an endeavor, would it ever really get done? So again, this principle sounds legitimate. Understand that you can do it. Quit listening to people tell you you can't and start seeing yourself doing something really big. Yet again, sounds like great advice. Ignore the haters. Ignore the doubters. Ignore those drinking that haterade. And if you feel like achieving something big, just do it. Be determined. Be principled. Be diligent. Listen only to yourself. Sounds like legitimate principles. Very subtle, very clever. Most people are uncertain about their next step. Here's your message. Do it. You'll get so much further, faster by actually getting in the game than thinking about it forever. Myself, as a very analytical person, I've been told numerous times, especially by my senior pastor and others close to me, that I'm an overthinker. And so many times people like me, we overthink a process or a goal. 
and because of overthinking, it really is never acted upon, or it's very much delayed. Again, this advice sounds legit. Rather than spend eons thinking, simply do. There is no future. When it gets here, it's called now. It's called this moment. People think about the past, and they throw their power into the past. This final cleverly laid comment is one that I've had to principally accept as well, because at surface level, divorced from its context in the documentary, it seems very sound. That our past does tend to paralyze us and keep us from moving forward into future. Sometimes we need to forgive, forget, move forward with the past failures in life, and just focus on the now and the future goals that we have. Again, each of these quotes I just referenced make the meta-secret documentary and their hermetic laws seem to be true and naturally observed in our daily lives, and that's exactly what Satan does. He takes a tiny shred of truth and sprinkles it upon a web of lies and deceit, so that while we accept the truth readily, the lies and deceptions slowly are ingested through an ignorant eye. Let me now open the eyes to reveal how damaging New Age philosophy truly is. You already have wealth in abundance. You have wealth in abundance to the level that you allow it in your life. You're going to see similar phraseology through the rest of the video because what this ideology teaches is that you have what you have because of what you do and what you think. My question for this is, it's a question I'm going to raise later, what about the impoverished people? Or what about the people that have lost their jobs? Are you telling them that they have a lack of abundance in life because they aren't allowing it in their life? No wonder this teaching is so desirable because it seems to prey on those struggling and gives them a false hope to change their mind. If you look around, there's nothing but abundance everywhere that you see. You see the trees growing. You see businesses happening. This is wealth. This is prosperity. This is abundance. If it's not happening for you, it's because you unconsciously, you have beliefs, counter-intentions, negativity that actually blocks it from coming into your life. Prosperity, abundance wealth is your natural birthright. If you're not feeling it, it's because of your unconscious beliefs. Again, if you have a no abundance, if you have no wealth or affluence, it's not only because you lack action, but it's because you're unconsciously believing you don't. It's the fact of believing you can manipulate life, you can ma manipulate situations based upon your thoughts, based upon your thinking, and then realizing the fact that I'm impoverished, I lost a job because I am screwing something up. Understand, you're working with an infinite power that's omnipresent. It's with you all the time. It's closer than the breath. And you get in harmony with that and release all thoughts of limitations. In the teaching in this video, it's explained how this infinite power, if you will, that's referenced isn't a personal deity. It's not God, but rather they teach us the universe manifested as a God. And one must get into harmony with this universe. The more comfortable you are with how you interact with the world, with the value you give in the world, with the service or the product you give the world, then you begin to realize your place in the world. This may be a comforting thought for some people, but like a sermon I've recently preached called Alive for a Reason, when we place our purpose in life in temporal things, such as things I can do for others, 
then what purpose do you have when you become bedridden, geriatric, confined to a nursing home? What purpose do you have if you feel like you're not contributing to society? I'll tell you, in a utilitarian worldview such as what this ideology teaches, you have no value or purpose any longer. But that's not what God says. God says he created you in his image for his purpose, to know God and to make him known. Our purpose cannot be found in actions, but in relationship with the Creator. The meta-secret to relationships is to know that the universe is giving you love right now. When you give love to the universe, when you give love to another, you will receive love in turn. Again, in this philosophy and worldview, their chief deity, God if you will, is the universe. As Lawrence Krauss, the atheist, remarks, the stars died so you could live, blasphemous teachings that one day will be given account of. See, they teach that the measure that you love the universe in harmony with the universe will be the measure of love you receive back. But what about the person that is trying to love the universe with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and yet they continue to be down on their luck, if you will. They lost a job. They're not uh, making the money that they thought they would make. What happens to those people? If you're in a relationship where you're not experiencing full love, the way to change it is not by changing the other person. It's by changing yourself. Yet another damaging teaching from this ideology. What would be said to the emotional and psychological abused wife or husband who never feels loved by their spouse? They're getting beat. They're being called names regularly. They try time and time again to please that person in every way possible. They serve them. They love them. They do whatever they say. And yet they receive nothing back. You see how damaging this ideology could be? This view says if the person isn't receiving love from that abusive spouse, it's not because the spouse doesn't love them, but it's because the one being abused has a problem with himself. They need to change their self rather than trying to change the other person. I don't think that's something you'd want to tell a victim of domestic violence. If you're looking for love and not finding it, it's no doubt because of a lack of forgiveness in some area of your life. Again, not only the successes are because of you and your universal uh, harmony, but it's also the failures of you and your life. What we just learned a moment ago is the fact that the love you don't have is because of the change you're not doing to yourself. And now we're seeing that if you're looking for love and you don't find it, it's because of you again. You're not forgiving something in your life. That's exactly what a lonely person wants to hear during times of depression and suicidal thoughts. That it's their fault they can't find love. What about the rape victim or the victim of domestic violence that's battling and struggling? Are they going to be unloved until they find the ability to forgive their attacker? If you're ill, you've got a chronic condition. You're sick. What you need to do is a couple of things. Number one, you need to first work on your attitude. You need to believe you can get healthy. You need to not believe anyone who tells you you're going to die, or it's terminal, or it's going to take a long time. Literally, we know we can get rid of a disease in minutes. You see, I've lost loved ones in my family because of a terminal cancer diagnosis. I'm sure many, if not all of you that are listening right now, have lost a loved one similarly as well. 
Our church family lost a child due to a rare medical condition that came back after a period of remission. The views in this video, in this documentary, in this ideology, explains that the reason these people have all died is because they've accepted the terminal diagnosis and they didn't mentally fight back and tell themselves they could be healed. Truly, that's not what the family wants to hear, especially during those dark days of diagnosis and grim prognosis. The fact that our sickness, our death, our disease is because we didn't do anything about it. Whatever has happened in your life, whatever is going on for you, if it's not the way you want it, any situation, consider the fact that everything happens for a reason. And that reason is there to serve you. How can you reframe this? How can you relook at this in such a way that helps you, that supports you, that puts you on the path to success and positivity again? It doesn't help you to be negative. It doesn't help you to wallow. All that can do is bring you down. It's time to change your mind. It's time to refrain, relook at it, have a new perspective, a new view, and put this in light of this was there to serve you. There's no accidents in the universe. This happened for a reason, and that reason is there to help. Are we starting to see how damaging these views are? In one sense, if everything is deterministic and there to help you, then why take any actions at all if it's predetermined? And for those events that the universe puts you through, remember, it's not worth wallowing and sulking. The universe did it to you to help you grow. Even if your loved one was murdered, the universe did it. Even if you're a victim of rape or human trafficking or domestic violence, the universe did it. According to this view, don't be negative. Don't wallow. It wasn't accidental, but it was purposeful by the universe to help you grow, to serve you. You're a victim of rape, human trafficking, domestic violence, according to this view, because you need to learn something. This is what the view teaches. When I have an expectation on how someone else should be, I've given my power over to them. What I want to do is simply learn how to create joy and happiness inside myself. And we can do that in numerous ways by doing the things we love. By focusing on the good qualities in ourselves, by choosing to focus on the good qualities of others instead of being judgmental. Sounds great, but it leads to postmodernism, which is unfortunately already here and has been here for many decades. It simply relegates truth and morality to being subjective. So now the pedophile that's merely doing what brings them joy needs to be overlooked and appreciated for the good quality and character traits that they exhibit elsewhere. The person that's abducting women and raping them needs to be overlooked for the good quality and traits they exhibit elsewhere as well. Don't be judgmental. Focus on the good qualities of others and don't judge them. Moral relativism breeds violence and degradation of the human being, and that's what this ideology simply teaches. I had 10 pages of quotations from this video, and I could have compiled many more. In other 10 pages of quotations, I don't even believe half of them made that into this video. This should show enough of the lies and the deception of the so-called meta-secret or the hermetic principles. The ideology is yet another humanistic philosophy fueled by Satan, which is no different from that of the Christian science from Mary Baker Eddy, the L. Ron Hubbard cult of Scientology, or the Word of Faith movement found within the church today. 
In the end, this teaching rejects the biblical idea of Jehovah in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. It places the suffering of mankind upon their own shoulders rather than the results of the fall of Adam and the free will sinfulness of mankind. One's own failures, sickness, and loneliness is attributed to their failure as a human being in harmonizing themselves with the universe. That's a worldview that's needed today, right? Isn't it? And yet, that's the world review that's regurgitated from people like Oprah Winfrey, Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, and many others. These New Age influencers are leading people into a life of depression and suicide and driving a wider wedge between them and the God who loves them and died for them. It's time that we realize what this teaching is. Nothing but cleverly crafted dog crap that comes from the pit of hell. Keeping the person in bondage to a selfish, humanistic life devoid of greater meaning, purpose, and relationship with the God who loves them. That's going to be it for this video. I'm hopeful that I can finish out this video series, but should I not... There's plenty of information here to pass around to those being swayed by this demonic philosophy. So I thank you for tuning in. Keep sharing, keep commenting, and keep posting. Until next time, God bless.